Let's see. What are, what are we feeling like listening to right now? Uh, I'm done. I don't know, right? I should have had music just like prepared, but you know, I never do. I kind of like to just, you know. It's all good. What are we even listening to? What are we even listening to? Right? I'm just kind of getting right into it. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, put our hands together for this novelty. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. That'll do it. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Oh. Thanks for coming out tonight. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Oh my god, man. Uh. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. Was hurting them in the home of the turpins. Got it dirt cheap for them. Plus, if they were short with cheese, I would work with them. Forward and we got rid of that dirt for them. Wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For cheesy, my easy, keep my arms so breezy. Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me. Haters want me clapped, they chrome, it ain't easy. Cops wanna knock me, DA wanna box me yet. But somehow, I beat them charges like Rocky. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. Not guilty, he who does not feel me is not real to me. Therefore, he doesn't exist. Hold on, real quick. While we're on the topic of Jay-Z, uh, there was a song that I've always heard from American Gangster. Right? You know the album American Gangster. Yeah, while right? back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a song on here. I'm gonna play it real quick, and then I wanna just talk about what it was that I never noticed about this song. Okay. Alright. <laughs> She wants that old thing back. Uh, uh, uh. She wants those heroin tracks. She likes me. She fiends for me nightly. She leans for me. Morning, she rushed for my touch. This is about lust. Cause sweats occur when I'm not with her. My presence is a must, must, must. But need an apple bomb. I gotta put you on. If I didn't, would we cut in the feeling to be too strong? In any form, I'm giving you sweet dreams. That sugar hill, she call me the sweet thing. That black rain will take away your pain Just for one night, baby, take me in vain Man, that feeling got you tripping You don't want to feel no different Listen, us has got you itching Nose wide open and it's dripping I know what you like I am your prescription I'm your physician I'm your prediction Did you know that he's rapping from the point of view of being a drug? Yeah I had no idea! Yeah I mean, if you're going back from like when you're listening to certain things like Common Sense, yeah, used to be called Common Sense, yes, right. You know, I used to love her, yes, about hip hop, and then Nas was talking about the mic, yo, you know what I mean. So this has got that kind of like personification. So, but when we're listening to it, we're just going with the flow. Oh, of course, not knowing. But then when you really dive into it and analyze the whole shit, you're like, mm -hmm. he's a fucking genius, right? bro. No, like when I tell you that. Like, that was my discovery this week. Like, this is a very oh. recent... Like, this week, I was watching a video. It was, like, Pusha T uh, talking about, uh, like, the best, um, like, drug rap records. Mm -hmm. Right? 
best drug rap records. Obviously, a bunch of his songs is on that list and all that shit, right? And then this is on there. I know yeah. is on there. And I'm like, I know it's about drugs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then Pusha T talks about it. He's like, yo, like, the way that Jay is, like, breaking it down and he's talking from, like, yeah. the point of view of being the drug and the fiend who lusts for him. And I'm like, nah, wait a minute. And then I went back, listened to the song, and was reading the lyrics as I was going. And I'm yeah. like, yo. It makes more sense now. But then, you know, before when I was listening to I knew it was a drug. But it just didn't really click. The realization wasn't really there, right? No. So until you actually listen and listen, you're like, yeah, he's, 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 he's a drug. Yo. And then, like. Let me talk to you right quick. Because then even, like, in the third verse of the song, he talks about, um, like, Oh, like, yo, you're trying to, like, yo, they're, they're trying to take you away from me? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, yo, like, like love being lost. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, after now knowing that it's like a drug, like, rap fucking song. <laughs> and then I'm, like, listening to it. I'm like, I literally, yeah, bro, I was at work. Yeah. I'm in my, like, at, at my desk at work in the office. And I'm like, yo, goosebumps. I'm like this. I'm like, yo. It's crazy, too, because I always put shit together like, okay, this is the... Soundtrack for American Gangster. What's American Gangster about? Right. So I'm okay. Yes. Cool. And that's so. It's when I sit and think, I think way too much. Yeah. Way too fucking. Like I can't turn my brain off. And when things like that happen, even at night, the brain doesn't shut off, right? Yeah. So which is why it's hard to sleep. But that at that moment, and when I was looking at it, this is like years ago. Yeah, yeah. When the thing was coming out, I'm like, American Gangster. Yep. Drugs. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This is probably it. He's a drug. He's a drug. Holy shit. He is the drug. Yeah. And it's. I think it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's a, f- a phenomenal personification of like embodying what oh. the drug does to a person oh, from the drug's viewpoint. Yeah, it's like yo, like yo, you lust for me. Like yo, I'm giving you sweet dreams. Right. Like right. yo, like meanwhile, I'm, the other motherfuckers be like, oh, he's talking about a chick. Yeah, he's talking about a chick. He's yeah. talking about like nah, like mm-hmm. I give you sweet dreams. Mm-hmm. Like yo, like in like in the morning, you're yearning for my. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like yo. Like that yep. whole, yep. like all of that. I'm like, yo, this is insane. When you, I mean, when you think about it, um, back then, folks used. I mean, they still do it now. You know, wake and bake. Yeah. Get up. You know, yeah. Even though it's not that same kind of drug, you wake and bake. Afternoon session. Yeah. Nighttime. Yep. Whatever the case may be. Even yep. in the middle of the night, or even all day, whatever the case may be. And when it's not there, yeah, you're a completely different person. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yo. Yeah, that's fire. I haven't thought about that in like. Forever. Nah, that was my discovery. Like this week is when, like when it hit me. I always listen to that album. I always, oddly enough, like so around because Jay Z's birthday is December fourth, mm. and that's oh, also you know all the things. All right. Cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> He's well, Jay Z. Well, it's because it's also my son's birthday. So like, ah. they share a birthday. Jay Z has a song on the Black album called December Fourth, which is how I know. But then like around December fourth, I always just like go through and listen to like his whole discography. Mm-hmm. I try to do that periodically with like a couple of artists that like I really do love, and I like I've listened to that song a bunch of times. Never clicked for me. That's like, oh no, he's he's the drug. Yeah, it's funny too because when we were um, again when I was younger, in my teens, my yeah. teenage years, um, the kind of rap that we were MC, we used to, we never called ourselves rappers, right? Yeah, yeah. Always MC, MC yeah. Right? The master of that ceremony, mic check, whatever yeah. the case may be, and the kind of music that we listened to was like you know a lot of. Talib Kweli, yep. Most Def, um, of course Jay Z was on that list, but like Big Pun and all those other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big L, Big L. Yep, that's cannabis. what I was gonna say. Big L. So we were always lyrically bound, right? And when we wrote, whether it's spoken word or rap lyrics, 
a lot of it was personification, whether it's the city mm -hmm. or what we were going through. Yes. Right? Um, so that's why when I listen to shit like this, every now and then it'll click. Yeah. Like that one was one of those that clicked only because more so this came from the American Gangster soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, was, it was definitely already connected to that. Um, but that's what I think for me, where in thinking about like American Gangster, uh, and I, I swear, audience, I will do my intro in a minute. But then, man, I'm just too caught this up. This is in, the intro. All right? I will do my the formal intro in a second. But uh, in thinking about American Gangster, and thinking about the movie American Gangster, I thought that that song was about, like, Frank Lucas mm -hmm. talking to his wife, who was, the um, the like, the pageant queen. She was, like, the queen of Puerto Rico or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah So, yeah. like, I thought it was, like, uh, yo, this is, like, like that kind of personification of like just love, mm -hmm. like her being a drug. Yeah, like either her being a drug or like her being addicted to him or like mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. But then like to hear is like nah nah, it's like a drug. If a drug sang like rapped a song about a mm -hmm. fiend, that's what this record is. Right. And that's pretty fly. Yeah. And then for me too, I like it better because of that. Yeah. Track. Oh, I've I've listened to it on repeat for like the last three days. Like I'm about to go down on the, on a drive home. Me and my Jeep be bumping that shit. Bop. Yo. That's a bop. Yeah. Go. And even like what you were saying before, like there's like a couple songs that are like just really great at that. Like, mm -hmm. um, like I used to love her is like amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh Nas Rewind, like when he was like uh, power of the shit. Bro, what? Shit. Oh my god. I'm glad you brought that up. Rewind is the Yo, shit. Rewind is amazing. The bullet, right? Yep, yo, shoot don't please. Um, and then also then I gave you power was another one where you're talking about like being the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. Yeah, it's. I love hip hop. I'm like, I, I forever love like this hip hop culture. Yeah, man, it's it's totally embraced. I mean, we can get into it, but let's let's get back, bro. I I I I real quick, real quick. <clears throat> welcome, one, welcome all to episode number sixty two of the What Are We Even Talk About podcast. I yeah. am your host Izzy, and today I have with me a very very special guest. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Ah, right. The, the elusive one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, damn, yo. I'm trying to think of like all the different things. You're you're a bit of a myth in my eyes, and I'll get into why. In a okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soka's in the house, y'all. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. We here. Mm -hmm. We here. Woo! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you may know him as Sokio, but the ladies call him Soak. Drip, drip. Drip, drip. You're stupid. <laughs> How are you, my brother? Sam. Good as I as good as I can be. Um, yeah. Busy as always. That's what we was saying saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. Busy yeah. as fuck. Like yeah. really, really busy as shit. To the point where even my students were like, "Yo, so how about you just book some free time, bro? Like, yeah. Just free time, just to breathe, whatever the case may be. You know, do whatever. Yeah. Like last night I was at work till ten. Wow. Yeah. And you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm good. I'm busy. But one of my students said so. They coined the phrase uh, "booked and busy." Yeah. So you're booking busy, like a little bit. Yo, is that hustler mentality? It never goes away, or it hasn't gone away. No, I don't think it ever will. I no, mean, it, it's it's just not a thing that goes away. It's just kind of, and I I always do. And it's funny that we talked about you know the whole like hip hop culture and all that right. stuff prior, but like I always do kind of think of it as uh, like the mindset of like a drug dealer who is just like always thinking of like yo how can i turn this and flip it into something else mm -hmm. how can i take this and like 
break it down and flip it into more money. How right. can I take here's my this? expertise, pay me. Yeah, like here's my expertise, pay me. Mm-hmm. How can I like leverage everything towards the bag? Because that's right. it's it's that kind of mindset. Yeah, I'm trying to like maneuver around this mic though. Like this mic is fucking to... bigger than me. <laughs> I'm literally you behind the fucking yeah, mic. You like, well, so, well, but then it's like, I don't see you. No, but you can. I mean, yeah. you can. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Put it like they don't see me. You can put it right. wherever you It's cool. You know what? Just it's change just that. Like, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. He's like, you got this big fucking umbrella. This is why he calls me the myth, because we can't fucking find him. Yo. <laughs> so this fucking umbrella in front of me. Yeah. Like, I can't see a damn thing here. It is an umbrella. Um, cheers, Sunshade. brother. Sunshade. Cheers, kind <laughs> sir. Happy to have you here. Ooh. You are only like, maybe like the third guest, uh, yeah, maybe like the third guest to like have me drink Henny on the pod. I normally drink whatever my guest is drinking, and oftentimes, uh, most of my guests are normally drink either like vodka. A couple of them will do like you know, yeah. um, maybe tequila, something like that. Uh, I think one of my boys we did like Jack Daniels, okay. we did some like Jack and Cokes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only like a select few people who are just like. Nah, I'm drinking some Henny. <laughs> well, you know, once once you mention the pure Henny white, then yeah. it's like, you got to keep it pure. So, no yeah. mixer, just that. Just maybe go right for it. A couple yellows, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and got to do it. That's my little hood side, too, coming back with the Henny. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't, uh, I often don't drink it straight up like that. It is really amazing. It's smooth as shit. It is. Yeah. It's really, really smooth, man. It is super smooth. Um, but yeah, man. Let's get into some of these topics. Let's go talk, ahead. Let's talk Let me about see what you got. You know, some of these things, I'll just be like, don't care. Yo, it was so great. I, I, I always do like admire and uh, highly anticipate what my guests' reactions will be when I just provide them the topics list because there isn't like a set precedence of like, yeah. um, unless you're someone who's been on the sh- who's been on here more than once, mm-hmm. you have no idea what it even looks like when I'm giving you a topics list right. to say, yo, here's the things we're gonna talk about. So I sent Silk a list. I'll be honest, there's really only like four things on there. Everything else we're going to just be spitballing and talking about a bunch of shit because I got a bunch of shit that I just want to talk about with this dude because my intro to you, and this is where I will say kind of like where you're a myth to me. Mm. Um, Kelvin, Fabian, who I'm sure is listening to this podcast. Trash. He's big trash. (laughs) (laughs) No, love you, fam. Yeah, so he... Because before you and I, before I ever like formally was introduced to you, right. I'd only heard of you. Right. Uh, because we have a lot of mutual friends. So I would hear, mm-hmm. you know, I would hear like Edgar say something, something soak. Or I would hear DJ mention something, something soak. Yeah. Or Kelvin, you know, Kelvin was like the biggest one who would mention something, something yeah. soak. He's always a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And But the reason why he would always mention you though is because he would always, he would always tell me, he's like, yo... When he, like when he'll be talking to me, or if he's talking about me in front of me, because he does that a lot. <laughs> Kelvin does that a lot. Kelvin is like the he's a big time like I'm gonna amp you up while you're present, so yeah. you can hear me give you your flowers yeah. in front of you, right here, right like right yeah. here. This is happening. Mm-hmm. So Kelvin would always go, and when he's talking about me to someone, say, "Yo, that's my boy Izzy." He would always say, "Yo, him and Soak are two of the smartest people I know. <laughs> him and Soak are like, yo, like." Could listen to both of them dudes just like talk for hours because they like they just know a lot about a lot they know they shit mm. right and he would always say that but I, I was like yo like i don't really know soak like that like i just know who he is and i've seen him perform right um but i've never really met him 
until we started doing um until we started doing uh Captain Morgan Fridays at, at the Fabian household. Oh, okay. <laughs> we started doing Cap yeah. started doing Captain it's Friday Captain conversations. Yeah, over there. yeah, yeah. We started doing that over there every Friday night. And that was like my first introduction towards like being around you and just talking yeah. to you and be like, oh yeah, this motherfucker is kinda smart. You know, and I don't even think of shit like that. You know, when he says, Oh yeah, it's the smartest dude I know, I'm like, damn. Is that like it? Yeah. <laughs> is that it? I, I do think about what's my competition like. It's is like that it? is that I'm the smart dude, but it's like for me, I'm like I'm not the smart dude. But I mean, I I, I take his. I think what he says because I I think you probably feel the same way that I do when he says that I'm some, I'm the smart dude. It's kind of like oh, what's the competition? It's like man, he only's with his kids. Like you know, like <laughs> like that's like like yeah, I'm I'm washing them out. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. them the fuck yeah. out of here. But like. The rest of the world, I mean, yeah, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, but that's why it was, like, important for me to be like, yo, like, I want to have Soak on the pod just so I can, like, talk to him. And oddly enough, because I've been, in having all the different guests, I've been trying to, like, just kind of document what, like, moments that I feel are, like, meaningful for me to just have record of. Right. And, like, this is, like, our first, like, conversation interaction without a third party. Oh. So I was just like, yo, yeah. like, this is going to be dope. I could just, like, literally just yeah. talk to Soak and, like, go off. Because I definitely feel like we've, when we've had conversation with, like, other people there, in my mind, I was like, yo, we could go off, but we also, like, we're, we're it's a it's group discussion. We're talking about other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, like, nah, it's going to be me and Soak, and we're just going to go back and right. forth. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. This is the first time it's just you and me without anybody else and interjecting. Yeah, and just you know, going. So the, the Kelvin talks is- a lot. Listen, he be yeah, he be, he be throwing a combo off. The motherfucker no longer invited nowhere. Nah, nah, nah. He so, gotta stay home. He gotta stay home. I'm 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 gonna call Debbie. Be like, yo, you gotta keep him home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but speaking of staying home, that's a perfect segue to someone who did not want to stay home. Tom Brady, huh? <laughs> huh? You like that? Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first fucking topics. And once you sent, I was like. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> but I mean, people care. It's like they do. I yo they so. <laughs> I think the reason, so A, I'm not a Patriots fan. Okay. So I don't care much about, I don't care that much about Tom Brady. I do think, yeah, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Cool. Y'all have it. Whatever. Mm. Um, the funny shit about him uh, unretiring is just all of the shit that uh, social media said about him unretiring, mm. which I think the two funniest ones I heard was just like, yo, gas prices is so high mm-hmm. <laughs> that even yeah. Tom Brady was like, I'm going back to work. Like, this yeah, ain't it. Sell your rings. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to work. And then the other one was just like, yo, it only took Brady like a month being home with, with his wife and kids to be like, nah, yo, this ain't it. I mean, <laughs> I'm part not is too, like his wife kind of runs it. It's more so like, no, you can't say shit. No, don't do this. I mean, but it's more like, um, what's it, Giselle? Yeah. Giselle? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Giselle, uh, Victoria's Secret, model. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, super I, mean, I don't follow them like that, but, you know, I, I, mean, I being a month home, and he's like, I, I gotta get back on the field, bro. I feel like it's hard to not be enamored with celebrity in this day and age. You know, it's... It's hard not to. Because that was one of the things that we talked about pre-pod, was just like, when I told, when I sent you the topics list, and you were like, yo, like, like I don't really care. I'm like, yo, man, but it, it's hard to, like, not be enamored with, like, some of this. It's a lot because, you know, when you're in that status, you're always going to be in the public eye no matter what. And you're looking at, so, say, let's say, for example, let's take it away from, from celebrities real quick. Let's say I'm, I'm bringing Calvin into the mix, bring DJ into the mix, bring you into the mix, and more so there's public opinion, period. Yeah. Locally. 
community-wise, base, whatever the case may be. Now imagine that platform platform multiplied by like thousands, yeah, and millions, right? And then you get all of this publicity, especially with today's day and age, with social media and Shit so moves so fast. Forth. It's it's traveling left and right. Someone will sneeze here in Rhode Island, and someone in California will be like, "Yep, he's talking shit." Oh yeah, 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 I saw it on TikTok. It happened. It happened. <laughs> I mean, I will also say that, like, yeah, like, well, there's just like so much more access to information. Tons. To the point right. that, like, think about how wild that was. Tom Brady was able to announce himself, mm -hmm. like he was able to via social media, right? Type up a message saying, "I'm going to unretire. I'm like, I'm not retiring yet. I got one more year left of me," and hit send, and that went out to the world. Yeah. Like, I mean, no longer are the days of, like, yo, I got to get my press secretary. and They got to put out right, a press release. Right, they got to – I need a press conference. I got to get in front of a, a camera. I got to get in front of a thing. Like, nah, you just write up some words. Like, literally, just, a tweet. Yeah, a and tweet. And then, boom. 150 characters. Quick. Right, right. And then thousands of shares. Yeah. That's your quick. media right there. That's your quick. press release right there. Unretired. Quick. You can do that? You can unretire? Holy shit. Bro, yo, when Jordan came back – after right. playing baseball, With the he had to, right. but yo, he had to do a press release that said, "I'm back." Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and 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 again, it's like, yo, like, oh, it was just two words. Like, yo, fam, like, if that was today, it'd be, it would have been a tweet. Yeah, and it would have been like all over, all over. All but over. now, like, like globally, globally, yeah. Jordan had to take that message, give it to a press person. Mm -hmm. So that press person can then go and put it through the wire, right? So that it went out to all the media outlets. Yeah. Because that's the only way you could have really done it. How many phone it. calls they making? How many meetings yeah, they doing? They got it. Like, that's the right. only way to do it. Now it's just one click of a button, and then that's it. And we're also showing our age with that shit, too. Just saying. But, yeah. But that's the yeah. wild part about, like, um, the interweb, right? Yeah. So the interweb has all kinds of shit and all these things. I'm, I'm used to, like, and there's, there's no more fucking dial-up. No. You know, there's no... No, no. Those days so, are done. So Tom Brady will just unretire. Send his shit, his millions and millions of followers. They retweet it. That's his press release. That's his publicity. That's publicity, a, right? It's so. a wild world that we live in. Um, for those of you who may be wondering, I do know that there are people who listen to this podcast who love sports and are <laughs> who may be wondering, well, what's your opinion? I think they're. I think he's gonna get washed. I think this is gonna be the year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. This. Mark my words. You heard it here. Episode sixty-two. Well, he's coming back for his quote-unquote last year. Right. He's gonna he's gonna get mopped. I always feel like it's like there you could always see it when a great athlete is on the brink of just playing a little too long. Mm. And it's like like if I was Brady, I would have walked away after the last Super Bowl win. So like, I want a Super Bowl in Tampa, I'm gone, and that's right. it, and I'm gonna ride off into the sunset. Like that was it. Uh last season he played again, they got to the playoffs, then uh they lost in the playoffs. Cool. It's like I like, kind of declining here. Went from yeah. Super Bowl to like now you just made the playoffs and you got you and lost it. in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, what's gonna happen the third year in Tampa? Do you really want to roll this dice? It's kind of like the law of diminishing returns. It's like you know that that uh, what is it? Cause he, it's like, I have to try one more time. Yeah, one more time because I need another ring. I need another one. one more I I can get one more. I can get one, one more. more Cause I mean, you don't want to end off on a low note. He could have ended off on a high note. But then, but, but yeah, but that's what you should have. You, you should have left the the craps table. Mm -hmm. You should have left the table there. And you was up. Now the house, yo, the house always wins. Listen, if you don't leave, the house is gonna win. I mean, I don't watch it like that, but 
because I used to play football when we when we were doing it. What position? Like, I played, but they they moved me all kinds of. Here's the crazy part. So they moved me all kinds of places. My last thing was playing um, cornerback. Okay. Right? Only because um, during the time during the division, the quarterbacks that were throwing didn't throw too far. You were right? fast as shit. Fast as fuck. Yeah. And then they played me as tailback, and then mm. they played me as. Um, center defense copy the crazy part is because i'm smaller these other big motherfuckers were in there right in the audience <clears throat> um i can get in faster yeah that's what i was gonna without say out all of these moves and this yeah and you... i've got a couple tackles with the quarterback he's like oh, fuck you get yeah you get a couple sacks right in there here. yeah so i'm like but the crazy part was more so when i started dancing and i was like nah i don't want to play football no more the coach <clears throat> wasn't happy of course. One happy. I mean, I'm not. I'm not the best player on the team but, by far. None. But you're a contributor. But I made varsity um, beginning of sophomore year. Oh, now nah, hell yeah, man, hell yeah. I beginning needed too. Because that's like, yo, I could, I could have got three more years out of you. Yeah. <laughs> With your little ass running yeah, around and shit. I could have got three yeah. more years out. of You now you want to go dance? Mm-hmm. And he's, yo, they were heated. And then they see me doing all the pep rallies and all of these things. So my, and I, my popularity became. Not football. Oh, dance. Oh, he's a dancer. He's yeah. A this, this, and that. Man. They weren't cool with that. But that, the coach? No. Yeah, no. The dance popularity in high school is always mm-hmm. uh, the most interesting. Did you, so, as a dancer in high school, did you have to, did you battle yeah. in high school? We always battled. Did you, like, battle? Like, was it, like, cafeteria battles? Um, where, where we did like, homeroom battles. Yeah, we what went was to your... different schools. Okay. Um, carriage house. Yeah. Um, we went to, I mean, I'm being under, like. You went to the mat? No, no, I went to classical high school. You went to class. Oh. Yeah, so we battled Cranston East. Okay, okay. Um, we went to Cranston East. Um, then we battled in like the living room, a place called the living room down Oneville. Right, is it Oneville? No. Yeah, around Oneville. Yeah. Like a little Ninja Turtle hangout, graffiti, DJs, I've never been there. Skateboarding, MCs, um, tons of battles. Yeah. Uh, and matter of fact, Calvin was the one I battled too, a few times. Um, That's how y'all became cool, right? Like y'all were like battling yeah, each other. Yeah, but he Calvin was always on that. Let's have a good time. And this and this and this, and I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm here to battle. I'm here to take heads off. Yeah, and Donnie, big shout out to Donnie. Yep, Donnie battle. Yeah, Donnie battle was one of my OGs. Um, still is, and I think yeah, so. Yeah. And as a DJ too, phenomenal. But mm-hmm. like, he also helped out Case Coach when I was first starting it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I never forget that for nothing. And the crazy part too, one of the battles that we were at, as we're switching to like, we went to someone classical high school. Calvin won the Usher contest, so his popularity went through the roof. Oh, yeah. That's the first and time I saw I'm like, him. cool. Yeah. Fuck that. But when I heard about Calvin, it was more so, you heard about Calvin Fabian? Air flares and this and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right. And when I saw him, he popping. That's it. Yeah, I was like, you don't do no air Not that that's it. Calvin, I'm not dissing you and shit. But the crazy part is, when so I was always, I would pop locker, yeah. And every time I went down to the ground, they'd be like, he's cheating. And oh. like, ah, so that's why I keep losing. Wait, Kel- so Kel- <laughs> Calvin would say you're cheating? No, 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 oh, the judges, the crowd, man. whatever. And I was always that type, like, fuck, y'all. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, had, I had a bit of an attitude. Yeah. A bit of an attitude. But you still do. Yo, hold on, man. <laughs> Let me try calling Kelvin right now. Now I definitely oh, need to- we're talking about him. Yeah, I need to hear from this dude now, because that is nuts. This dude is like- AS220, classical high school, couple of spots. You know, yeah, cool shit, cool shit though. Always came in a happy mood. Yo. Kelvin Fabian, you are live on the What Are We Even Talking About podcast, right? 
Um, yo, so we, we were just sitting here talking. Um, Soak said he used to dog you back in the day. Is that true? <laughs> he said he used to dog you when y'all used to battle. And I just wanted to get like an accurate answer for for my audience and make sure people knew uh, if this was true or not that you used to just get dogged. A lot. He said. He said you went to the Usher contest, came back, and thought you was hot shit, and then he dogged you. <laughs> he humbled you quick. That's why you stayed here with your family. He was like, "Nah, yo, no, I'm not this like, out." Fuck dancing. He's like, "Fuck dancing. I can't do it." Cause <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we battled. I don't know how many times. Right. He had an up on me because he was a breaker and I was a proper. Cheater. Ah, so he so he was cheating, right? <laughs> <laughs> he always said that he was cheating. I, yeah. I <laughs> Yo. Oh my god, man. And the crazy it part very, it was it was very entertaining though. Yeah. The the crazy part, Calvin I, I told you, Calvin always came in like with a good mood, positive energy. And I was that dude that was like, fuck that. Yeah, like we, we hit a battle, he's here to take off heads. Calvin trying to like be cool, be diplomatic, sign autographs, or like, nah, yeah. get, get that out of here. So it's like Yo. Uh, it was it was literally no, we just dapped each other mm-hmm. up. It was always love. Yeah. But that's a part of the battle, too, right? The process, and too, it's like it's all love afterwards. But during the battle, it's a fucking battle, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah, it was, uh, no, we threw down, bro. Mm-hmm. It was like, no mercy at that yeah. point. Yeah. After that, we was just like, all right, what were we just doing? <laughs> yeah. Man, well, all right, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. let you go. Um, I was just calling to get confirmation that it is true that Soap used to just dog you. Um <laughs> From I'm, cheating, I'm I'm glad. Uh, we we needed to know. I and this is me. This is me doing peak journalism work here. You know what I'm saying? I had to just do. Like, I I gotta get the answers right now. Oh my god, I'm on the phone with the, the two of the most trash talkers that I know. I mean, if, if only you, yo, if you can imagine what this episode of the pod is gonna is like so far. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. So I I'll let you go. I right, we're, we're gonna keep rocking over here. Hi, right, fam. Hi. I love you, bro. Peace. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I Kelvin Fabian. Um, Yeah, man. I beat beat him in a round once. Listen, I think everyone could beat him in a round. Yo, you know what's funny, too? I think people people do underestimate how much. It's like, yo, everyone could lose in one round. Like, Mm -hmm. you could lose it. Yeah. Like you like someone I could take you. Time, you, know. you know what I'm saying? Like you like someone could catch you like the right song comes on, the right I've had that moment in battles where yeah. it's like when I'm battling and um also it's funny too because I've I've been so removed from dance that there's still a lot of people who don't know that I dance. And but <laughs> like now nah, I'll, I'll dog a lot of people out here. Don't play with me. But we try to see it. Man. You know what I'm saying? But like yo where, like, the right song comes on at the mm-hmm. right time and, like, all that stuff. Yo, all the feels kick in. You're oh, like, it's yeah. a rap. Like, oh, my God. That's like, my vibe. What? Yeah. Like, yo, did someone just play Forget Me Nots? Like, hold on. Give me a second, <laughs> yo. But, like, oh, it's about to be over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, man. It happens. Funny. It's yeah. funny because, like, when we were, I mean, prior to battling with uh, Calvin, um, there's always B-Boy battles, right? One of the yeah. ones. We, and we always, I always went to Cantonese. Yeah. Like a little spot. And because of... Um, there was an incident with myself and and this is what I had to tell Kelvin too. Oh, you're the fucking reason why they shut that whole break uh, breakdance club down. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where people were bringing bats, um, beefing and shit, and it was between me and a couple other heads. Who, I, I used to hang out with a lot of gang members, gang friends, and that's all I knew, right? Yeah, but yeah. But the thing is too, like, 
since I went to classical high school, a lot of my homies went to Queens Nice, yeah, Pleasant, so on and so forth. And right, so they're like, yo, so ba 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 ba. But I went to like classical high school, carriage house crew, all this other shit, and I created a thing called UFO, Unique Freestyle and Outcasts. Mm. And then my homeboys couldn't make it, and I'm like, one of them made it. And I'm like, cool. And then we were supposed to battle UFO against Cranston's Breakers. I don't know what their name was. Um, back then, anyways, uh, it was Crow. Cal Calvin would know. Yeah, Crow, all them. I mean, and all this other shit. Long story short, it was me against the whole crew. I went literally four rounds, lost all four rounds. Cause you tired, yeah. And I'm man. like, fuck, okay. And then one time, um, I would left with the carriage house and this and that. One of my other homeboys like, oh, fuck you and this and this and this, cause you were standing on the other side. Yada yada yada, and I had to have my other homeboy, rest in peace, my boy Lai, mm. um, help de- uh, alleviate, uh, alleviate help like kind of decompress the whole situation, yeah, and be cool again. Then I'm, and then I went back to Central High School. We had battles there, so I heard Central, Trans- yeah, East, I heard Central had like a lot of lot of battles. I didn't grow, I mean, I grew up in New York, so like when yeah. I came, I moved out here in high school, mm. uh, and I went to went to Mount Pleasant, um, but yeah, like I always like like Central was like you know big in the battles. Um, yeah, I remember like for me where I would battle different schools, it would be I would battle like it'd be like the the whoever whoever your top dancer person was, mm-hmm. I would see you at the basketball game. Let's go. I'm gonna see you at the basketball game and like that's where like that's where it's gonna be on. Yeah. It'll be on when I see you at that basketball game. And like oh like cause I remember like our basketball team was like Mount Pleasant's basketball team was rocking. <laughs> so like and like and it was our main rival was Hope, uh, and we would. I remember I would go to the Hope games, mm-hmm. and it was like, yo, it's funny. Hope was always a rival. Yo, even yeah. for classical high school during yeah. the I forgot what scrimmage, whatever the case may be, we always had Hope was always a rival to like mad other schools. Well, they're a bunch of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go right there? Yeah, like right yo, there. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, right I'm, 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 I'm outside. I like <laughs> we're kind of inside, but like no, but y'all, all right, you, y'all. <laughs> Y'all gonna see the summer's coming. Yeah, right? yeah like, we're gonna be outside. We're gonna be outside. We're it was outside. 70 today. Mm-hmm. Bro, it was hot as shit. Today. I mean, you know, we have the most bipolar weather ever. Yeah. Or schizophrenic weather. Or whatever yeah. the case may be. Our weather just like, you know what? Baby mama God. weather. <laughs> I'll be nice one day. <laughs> I'll be nice one but day. But the next day, where the fucking money at? Yeah. Like, I'm if be, not yeah. minus three degrees. Yeah. It's going <laughs> it's gonna to get real cold. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real cold. Uh, it's going to ramp up on your house called snow. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nope. It's not, not going to be feet. it. Nope. Yep. Ten feet. Uh-uh. Shutting it all down. Mm-mm. Yes. All right. Yeah. See what happens when the pure honey kicks in? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing all the shits out. Yo. All the shits, <laughs> shits out. And we only want one cup right now, so... Yo, wild. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Um, speaking of the nice weather, though, because it is kind of dope that. Uh, first off, I've, I've never first off, this is the most ADD fucking podcast I've ever yeah. been on, right? Yeah. And I feel like yo, it's that's because, probably the it's because thing. I drink. It's because we actually drink. Yeah, These aren't props. <laughs> It's a natural flow of conversation yeah. when your AD kicks in bro. and you switch from pennies to squirrels. Bro. That's cool. I'll be honest, and that's why like I send a topics list to the for the pod, but like I don't give a fuck about the topics list to that like that much. Mm-hmm. Only reason why I have a topics list is more so for like, yo, in the event that we have nothing to talk about, 
we gonna jump to this shit. Back to that. We gonna just jump over to this thing over here. There's nothing to talk about, and we're finding ourselves like not knowing where we're gonna mm -hmm. go. I'ma just take it, take it here. <laughs> we because got. like yo, like I'm I'm drinking, it's me just doing the thing. Like oh fuck it. Like last week I did an episode by myself. Okay. Last week so that was a masturbation episode. Cool. <laughs> All right. Good old jerk off by himself. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was yo, yeah. Yeah, it was the weirdest. I don't even know because <laughs> penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but and I'll be honest. There were, there were like a lot of people who actually did like it. It nice. was weird. It was weird. It was the weirdest shit for me to do because it was literally just me home alone, like talking into the camera, going over topics. But you know what? Too though, that's kind of like self reflection. Yeah, you know, without anybody interjecting. Yeah, that way you can get all your shit off. <laughs> and. Pretty much, you know, it's. I think it's a really, dope it's moment release. though because it's 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 your own self reflection. Yeah, podcast wise, right? Yeah, and I think it was also like a. Uh, it was really big me just stepping out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. because um, I definitely feel like I have like a solid formula of like how to do this shit with someone, where it's like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna do the music thing, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna maybe you know we'll talk some shit, then I'm gonna get into the intro from the intro, you know, how are you doing? Get into you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like a. So step by step, like it's a fucking, it's a self-sustaining thing. Right, right. Uh, so I was like, yeah, like I, I just want to like do it by myself and just kind of go for it. And, I mean, see, shit. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. 62 what? 62 episodes in? Yeah. Now? Yeah. You got to do one by yourself. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I'm sure one of these days, <clears throat> Drink Champs, Nori's going to be like, nope, just me. Just, it'll just be, <laughs> yeah. It'll just be, I'm just going to sit here and I just mean, you talk. see, I, I feel like even though it's a podcast here, when people do their YouTube videos in terms of, uh, of like, you know, uh. Any topic. Those videos where, where, where they're going out, selling food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Like, Find that's just them. Trying mm -hmm. different foods, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people who do create content, like, by themselves. And it's it's something to get used to as far as just, like, talking into a camera or talking into a microphone. And you're just talking to... I mean, it's, you know... Trying to talk to, like, theoretical people who, like, you... But that's the thing. You it's know? like... It's, it's a monologue. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a monologue. You're going That's what it was. Not scripted monologue. You go in there and you're, you're, you're doing your thing. You're freestyling. And um, or off the top, or whatever it could be, based off of what topics you wanted to talk about, and you're basically telling your monologue. You know what's funny, and I love the fact that you said it's not a freestyle; it's a off the top, because that's like hip hop purist shit right there. I know. Uh, I know. and that's why, like, as soon as I heard that, I was just like, yeah, like <clears throat> I did see a video. Um, I think it was like an old video of like LL Cool J. Ah, okay. Where I might, I think I know what you're talking about. Where he's explaining the difference between a freestyle and, and off the top, right? Like there's a difference because he was like, "Yo, a lot of people, what a lot of people call freestyle now is actually off the top, right? Because a freestyle used to be it was something that I wrote, and I'm just spitting it for I'm spitting it right now for mm -hmm. free. I'm giving you freestyle, right? For you, okay? Because it's not out there. It's not yeah. out there. I'm giving you some freestyle mm -hmm. of something that I wrote. Right. Off the top is I'm just coming up with something off the top of right my head now. right yeah, now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny too because they were like, "Oh, spit a freestyle." Yeah, right. And it's just like, well, that's a freestyle. Like that's what a freestyle like is. Like Drake be freestyling. Yes, but and that's where like. Like a lot of these dudes, like, they can freestyle. Yeah. yeah, like they can freestyle. Yeah. It's like, but it's not a it's not a frequent thing to find rappers who could go off the top. Mm -hmm. Different things. Yeah. Um, and I also had a conversation like this uh, with a couple of coworkers of mine, where it was like a con a conversation about um, hip hop 
yeah, in general, and it was just like, because <clears throat> I was like, yeah, like I'm like I'm a firm like lover of hip hop. I like, you know, do my best to like study hip hop and just like, mm-hmm. you know, like understand what is hip hop. Right. And because I told him, I was like, yeah, like hip hop is not a genre of music. Right. It's, Which it's not. Yeah, like yo, hip hop is not a genre of music. And I was like, they call like. They call rap music hip hop on the radio, yeah. uh, or you know, or on TV or anything. Like that. They yeah. call it hip hop as just a po- to provide a point of reference for people who don't know what hip hop is. Yeah, and you that's know? where it gets well, and also to media and commercialism, just fucking capitalism takes in, comes in, and just be like, yeah, it's just hip hop. This is what right? it is. And, and I also then, think rap music has a very negative connotation. I will mm-hmm. say. I think when you when you think of rap music, you think of like. Just you know, drug bars and mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm gonna kidnap your kids. I'm gonna tell you what I did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yo, it's just, oh shit. Rap music. Like, yeah, it does yeah, have. I mean, like, it, it goes. Out. I mean, I'm not the biggest uh, uh, hip hop head. You know what I mean? But um, and I'm gonna tell you right now, hip hop specifically breaking. Yes. Um, uh, because of one of the cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for things. Oh, sorry, the categorizations. Um, Hip hop specifically breaking is what saved my life. Yeah, in the arts, and it's more so because if it wasn't for hip hop, specifically breaking in the in, in the arts, I'd be dead or in jail. Yeah, like word life, right? Word life is also an old ass fucking terminology, but and that's the thing for me. So when I'm coming up from this realm, looking at it from this perspective, to seeing where it's gone and where it has been, and so I understand the hip hop purists. Yeah, um, but I also understand. Um, change in hip-hop yes you know what i mean and the new culture and this and this and so on and so forth the evolution it always goes back to that generation where they said this is your music nowadays yeah that shit we're the ones doing that right now yo you see what i'm saying but then there's also viewers are like no when it's not change it's more so why are you doing it this way when it doesn't reflect what the culture is when the culture came out with the ghetto boys and all these yeah doing the uh, parties and with the dj was one of the backbones of hip hop. Oh, when without the DJ, you ain't doing shit. And then here comes the MC, mm-hmm. right, rocking the mic, like cool. Let's rock this party up. And you get the B boys, B girls, B people, yeah. doing their things. And then you got the artists coming. Graffiti in. artists right. are always so on, always, always hitting up the aspects. rules. And the fashion, <clears throat> yes, motherfuckers think fashion is new. Nah, nah, fashion recycles itself. Yeah, yo, so much of it. Yeah, I think, and I, I would always think about that. Uh, growing up in New York. Like hip hop fashion was like such a prevalent thing where you would just see it, like you would you would see everything that you saw on TV. You would see like where it stemmed from, mm-hmm. and uh, that makes me think of something fucking Jim Jones said. As far as like when it came to a lot of the uh, urban brands, like like Fubu, uh, Sean John, like all of like those brands, it was like yeah, like. People in the hood weren't really wearing those brands. Mm-hmm. Those brands just went in, emulated what was what was being worn in the hood, and sold it to like to white America. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, this is what they wear in the hood. And like and they ate it up. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, yo, like I wasn't getting the um like I wasn't getting like the the Sean well the Sean John sweatsuit was fire. I mean but, I had a couple of those. Yeah. And it was always but it baggy was, fit. But he was like, nah, like I was getting the real like you know, like the real velour, yeah. like there's this real one over here. 
not the yeah like i'm trying to get the real joints not the you know like not the knockoff one yeah and like i think that's where there's uh there is this like disconnect with like what is hip-hop and that's where i do feel like there are like it's being taught now in universities yeah which is amazing yeah like hip-hop education is not something that can be taught because like yo there's history like this thing is like it can be explained to you, it can be taught, it can be like I I do foresee a world where there'll be uh, eventually in the future that, like very similar to how there's like you can go to school and like major in like classical music, like you'll be able to go to school and like major in hip hop. I mean, yeah, black culture, hip hop is the most imitated ever, right? Oh, but that's yeah, and perpetuated and appropriated, right? That's so, that's black culture in general. Yeah, because that's right. black culture in Absolutely. general. Because when you get to like Absolutely. rock and roll, you get to jazz, you get to Absolutely. every other genre. Yeah. It really does all stem from, like, uh, from the creative minds of, uh, people who just had to work with what they had, right? And then people who had more, mm. being able to take that and monetize it. And bring it to a bigger stage. That's that's um, that's prevalent now. Yeah. And I don't want to talk shit. Oh my! Ah, yo, I know. I'm not even. <laughs> it goes into all kinds of shit. Like you know. Yo. So here's the thing: displacement is fucking real. Yo. Right? You're looking at historically marginalized neighborhoods, communities, BIPOC folks. What do we do? I'm, I'm not saying we, as in me specifically, but like yeah. black folks and cultures like that. Let's create something called hip hop. Get a boys and for our community, for our culture, and this and this and this, blah, 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 blah. We didn't have the money to do so, mm-hmm. right? But who else did have the money to do so? Cool. So it gets into mainstream. Now let's, let's, let's just fast forward into like locally and how you look at this from that perspective where, again, this folks who have been displaced have been communicating and they had their ideologies for years. Mm-hmm. Here comes folks with money mm-hmm. from prestigious neighborhoods or whatever the case, from an Ivy League school or whatever the case may be, have these conversations. Okay, let's start this organization. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do, let's this. do that. Let's right? do that. Like and this. it's not all of them. But I will say there's a lot of these motherfuckers out there that do that. And then all of a sudden, they are the saviors. And you're like, what now? And not only are they the saviors, but they're the ones who did it from the very beginning. It was them all along. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, so you're going to keep... And then it goes back to us, us of them... Them, right, those systems, giving us <clears throat> crumbs, but then when we fight over the crumbs, they look at us like, damn, they can't have nothing. I'm like, you have a whole last loaf, but yo, you but, gave us crumbs, yeah, all these limitations, and I, restrictions, and then you're like, you want us to like really feed off of this shit? And be fine with the crumbs. Right, but when we create something off of crumbs and made something beautiful, now you're like, damn. How do you do that with those crumbs? Right. I can, t- I can. Now, right. like, I'm now going to take your crumbs mm-hmm. and see, like, and profit off your crumbs now. Because it's like... You know, and it goes based off of, like, you know, that whole analogy of, of prisoners being given lobster because it was so ugly and nasty looking and yada, 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 and now lobster's a delicacy, right? Yo. And then you look at um, when folks of color from the cultures and communities were only given scraps, like the intestine, the yes, fish, the bones, and yes. created beautiful bone broth and so on and so forth or for folks who didn't even have that and just had like the veggies you somebody had to try something to see if it worked yeah right so you're looking at how these vegetables came about and how these fruits came about and all of a sudden you have like this lifestyle where we're just gonna live off the land and they're like 
Yeah, well, and that's what nothing. That's how hip hop is. They live off of their land, yo, of the concrete jungle that they had, of the the the, the lack of resources. Let's create something. Let's 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 take this music right here. Let's loop it up. Yeah. Now now we have. A yep. We're gonna take this break. We're gonna take this this break in the beat right here. Mm -hmm. We're gonna loop it. and We're gonna make it a whole song. Oh, you can, like, oh, you can uh, write poetry and right. make it into, like, and make it fit this rhythm. Right. All right, we're gonna, we're, like, yo, like, let's now do, like, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a whole new thing. Yeah. And, it, yo. And first, here's my, to kind of cut you off, but no, like, go for it. So I've been in to, from here all the way to New York to, to California, right? So, and one of my biggest things, every time I go to a conference that uh, is related to, anything in terms of the arts, there's yep. always some kind of hip-hop aspect, which I thought was yeah. dope. One of them was taught by a, a white guy, right? And we're a hip-hop education. And this is from him. I forgot who the person was. All I knew was a white guy. And this is from him saying that, you know what? Here is the dope mm. part about hip-hop being codified in terms of education okay. and breaking it down and this and this. Right? Cool. Awesome. Now it becomes this part of a realm like, you know, Ballet has their thing, and yada yada yada. And hip hop should be in that same realm because it's a beautiful culture. It's yeah, it is cool. And here's why it shouldn't be codified mm. because mainstream will take it, yeah, and put it in its institutions, and then change it and then water it down because the people who are in these systems are still in control and can say we can't do this, we can't do this. But where do we get to the point where? We can say what makes what makes it and what doesn't, because this is not your culture. This is ours. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want you to go in there and codify it, and then change it to the point where you water it down and only show what it is, and then it becomes Black History Month. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Where it's Black History Period. Yo. You know. So, and that's where. Well, that was the debate when mm -hmm. I was in San Francisco. Yeah. In that thing. So. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, mind you, it was in San Francisco. Yeah, and I am. I will. I will say I'm very like big uh, Dame Dash energy when it comes to that idea of people profiting or uh, eating off of uh, a culture that I feel strongly about. And for me, right now, I'll be honest. The two things that I feel that way about are. <clears throat> Like culture of like hip hop, mm. and like the hip hop community, um, more specifically with dance. Yeah. I feel that way as far as just any kind of like uh, vulturing of like within that community. And I also feel that way about photography in general, just as far as like people who uh, vulture within that space, whether it's, you know, people who want to buy a camera and call themselves a photographer, but not put in the time to figure out this craft. Right, right, right. And I'm right. just like, mm, like, nah, you, you're not it, chief. Like, you know? Um, yeah, you know, these culture vultures are fucking wild because it's like, okay, you want to, and we just had, where was I listening to this? There was just a thing in terms of like, um, black culture and white MCs. Right? Mm. And is it a thing where Yes, they can. They are definitely can, or can be a part of the culture, but are they culture vultures? Are they appropriating? Are they this? Are they that? And I and I'm not answering any of that shit because it was something I saw via social media, right? Yeah. So and one of the things that came up was like, you know, of course Eminem comes out. Of course you have the the, 
the Jack Harlow's that come out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on and so forth in terms of, and they didn't use the term MC, you know, rappers. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. And it's like, so where is the culture going? And it always makes me reflect back to KRS-One when originally there was those, there was that, the four different categories, right? Mm -hmm. And then there became nine, mm -hmm. right? And one of them was being entrepreneurship. Yep. Right, so does that specifically only go towards the black culture? And then I'm not black, obviously, and but of that culture being something that saved my life, mm -hmm. um, I do have issues of where it goes. Yeah. Only because of I don't want to say entrepreneurship, but the extremities in terms of change. But then I'm also for change because the youth have their own culture, they have their own music. So on and so forth is hip hop, and now I'm becoming the host. Yeah, no, do you? Because I'm, I'm. This is what I wanted. Right? Is hip hop this thing where it's like not interchangeable? More so, whatever generation comes next, or purist. I think at its core, and this is something. I mean, at its core, at its core, the pure foundations of hip hop are the things that will always remain. They will always should. They will always stand the test of times, and the reason why I feel that way is because even when you think about, uh, think about, let's only look at like the four core foundations of hip hop as like they were first founded, which is DJing, which is uh, emceeing, yeah. graffiti, and breaking, right, right, and as those, as like the areas around those four things have changed. Where there are, you know, there are like different styles of dance, like you know what I'm saying, like where you know you see different forms of dance that are some people will call hip hop, right? right. <laughs> some people will call these forms of dances yeah. hip hop, but as it pertains to hip hop dances, mm -hmm. are any of them as big as breaking is globally? Right, right. Even I, still now. Even still now. Right, right. Even still now, years later, yeah. I don't know that any of them are as big as breaking globally when breaking is in the fucking Olympics. Bro. Like, you can't tell People me it's... Define gravity? Come on. Yeah, like, it's not going to be in the same in the same realm, right? I think it's then it goes to the same thing that when you start thinking about um, DJing, mm. right? Where... Uh, you know, you see the DJs who, like, they do it all on the computer, and mm. you're starting to see more of the DJs who, like, yo, I do, I DJ off of an app, and, like, I do this right. shit, whatever, whatever, this, yeah. all this shit, right? But the DJ who is always viewed as king or queen, the one who reigns supreme, is the one who's doing it two turntables and a mixer. Vinyls, right. Two turntables and a mixer, um, even, if it's, even if it's a Serato. It's still no two turntables and a mixer. I'm scratching. I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm displaying all of the fundamentals that is DJing at its core, at its yeah. purest. And you know, it, there's something beautiful about that culture. I do find a lot of things beautiful about the, the more um, digital culture too. Yeah, as they're taking it that. I mean, I mean, I think it's super dope. But the purity of two vinyls, yo, two records, because we're trying to get to that break still, right? Yeah, and trying to mix. On hand you with gotta that. find it. You yeah. gotta. I feel like if, so. If there is a class, like say for some, there's hip hop education courses. Foundations is key. So we're talking about all this digitized shit right now. All the digital stuff, yeah. iPads and, and 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 all these things. They should learn how to fucking DJ. 
you, they should learn how to do uh, uh, bars. They should learn how to do all these things. But you, but that's really where across the board, though, and I think that's what really could be said about any art form is you kind of have to go back and learn eventually if right. you really want to. Like I feel that way about photography. Like eventually, I do need to learn how to shoot film. Yeah. Right. Like I do <laughs> need to know. I do need to like learn how to actually like like load a, a roll of film and yeah. like shoot with the film camera and not see my image until I get right. it developed and see what I actually got. Like I actually do need to do that one day for me to actually, for me to, uh, as like a form of like paying your dues mm -hmm. to the art form that you are profiting from. You know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think that's where it's kind of like the, you can't just come to the tree and take from the fruit without doing nothing without like contributing to the soil in any way yeah you gotta contribute to the soil you gotta like at least water it some way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the crazy part is to like um this goes to a lot of like i mean to everything to be quite honest and when i was um i had to relearn crumb yeah so one of the things was um when me and joey were doing it we were going off too but based off of rise yeah, yeah based yeah. off of these things based off of stuff that we saw and we started practicing. That's the same way I did when I was b-boying. Breaking us. I had to get VHSs. I had to slow shit down. Mm -hmm. There's no fucking yawning here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's no yawning here. <laughs> so we had to slow shit down. Anyway, so what I did to myself, I, I went back to that mentality. Let me slow shit down. Because I thought I knew crumb. Yeah. 2017, I was like, you know what? Um, let me just unlearn what I thought I knew about crumb. And, of course, me and DJ were talking for a while. And I'm like, you know what? And DJ was doing this um, crump intensive. Yep, I remember that. It was yeah, a yeah. month long, you know, yep. at, at the, the old three. Yeah, line. yeah. And then so I was like, cool. Let me just unlearn what the fuck I thought I knew and take this month long crump intensive, mm -hmm. right? And completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And then all of a sudden there's terminology. But be more so than the terminologies, I love the fact that when DJ was saying it for me, it was... Um, not how about about how you look, it is about how you feel. Yeah. And I take that with everything. Yeah. It's not about your fucking opinion. It's about how I feel about myself. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? That's all that matters. And I took that like literally, metaphorically, personifying that shit, and crump for me changed. Yeah. And with that, it created new pathways in terms of dance, choreography, feeling, emotion, movement, culture. Your natural body move, and I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Let me just. I even reinvested in looking back in terms of like hip hop and how so many things have been intertwined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, a beautiful moment because the learning comes in unlearning. Yeah, right. In a lot of systems, to be quite honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quick question about uh, dance related question. Okay. Stomp the yard, or you got served. You got served. Word? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Only because that related to me most. Yeah. Um, Stomp the Yard was more... It came later for you. Yeah, it came like... later. And, like, you know, I at that time, I wanted to see more Chris Brown. That's it. He got shot off. <laughs> uh, Yo, that will forever be the greatest fucking marketing scheme you know, I've I, ever I hated, seen in my life. Um, not hated. Why I didn't like Stomp the Yard much was because um, the dance moves. <laughs> And the way it was portrayed, um, and then 
oh, yo, he took my moves and this and this and this. And it was literally It was just ball. a lean back. <laughs> and that slow-mo of the elbow slide. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. but the movie was dope. But other than that, I was like, nah, you got served only because battles. Yo, it was, yeah. Battles. Those Me. you got served battles were just like, it. I will say too, the only reason why I bring it up is because um, this morning, uh, Stomp the Yard was playing and I like watched a little bit of it. I watched like the last battle of Stomp the Yard. It's entertaining. It, it, it is. It's amazingly shot. It's really a movie that like the way they shot it yeah. to get like the, the slow-mo and it's like super fast energy and all yeah. that stuff. But like when you watch it as a dancer, even like years like, Fucking mm-hmm. over 10 years later, 20 years later, you watch it, you're just like, yo, these moves were not tight. This was like really like, mm-hmm. yo, they they fooled us to thinking this was fire. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. really had us thinking that this was like the craziest shit ever. It should have just stuck to stomp in the yard. It should have stuck to stepping. Yo. Um, but because I, I went to a lot of um, college parties. Yeah. And yeah. fraternities and stuff. They would always be strolling. Yeah. And do, doing all that thing. And I loved watching Step. I did Step in high school. Yeah, same um, here. Me too. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so when I saw this, oh, they're combining Step, they're combining Dance. Cool. Stepping was great. Um, but The Stepping was fire. I will say, I yeah. loved the Stepping in the movie. Yeah. It was like, it was so clean and precise. Yeah, the dancing Neo was... Neo was big ass head fucking... Yo. He's yeah. Dancers, yo. yo. But, uh, the dancing part was just it's just eh to me, man. It, it was. It Tide was. Eyes was in that joint. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, I was like, I wanted to see more of that. Yo, they but. they had, yeah. And I remember, too, because um, I had bought the, the Stomp the Yard DVD when it came out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I had that. I had that. And I remember, because I knew who Tide Eyes was. And in the movie, they definitely edited to make it seem like, yeah, like Chris Brown, like, yo, Chris Brown beat Tide Eyes in the battle. And then, like, in the DVD, like, the special, like, in one of the special features in the mm-hmm. DVD, they show, like, the full battle, like, unedited. And you would just, like, watch fucking Chris Brown and Tide Eyes battle. And, like, you say things like, yo, Tide Eyes dog this moment. <laughs> yo, movie magic is wild. Too, yeah, it's funny, too, because when I was watching Rise, when Tide Eyes first came out, I was like, cool, first finding the main. Yeah. Dope. And then the last battle with the show against, against the clowns. Yep. I was like, like slam the chair. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, ain't nothing beating this. Yeah. Ain't nothing beating this. Yeah, this dude, the dude was crazy. Ain't nothing beating this. Insane. And then, you know, it's, it's looking to, but that's the thing for me, same thing with hip-hop. Pump, it came from struggle. It came from restrictions. It came from limitations. It came from displacement. It came from, like, being in the hood and trying to do something positive and creative, but also change because this goes back to the whole hip-hop culture. Uh-huh. It also goes back to music. In terms of like, you know, you're looking at Crumpin came came at coming out of clowning, mm-hmm. and literally the clowns were clowning mm-hmm. Crumps and making fun of it and all this other stuff. Now look where fucking Crump is at. But I mean, and that's where, and it's I'm wild, right? It it is wild. It is wild. Um, and it's a like Crump Crump to me, and that's where like I just a I mean I I tried crumping for. Like when I was in high school after I stomped the yard, and all, yeah, I was like, yeah, man, I could, man, I could crump, like what? You know what I'm saying there's a couple, the came there's in, a you know couple, yeah, yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple clips of me out there, um, and I've definitely like I've taken classes, I've labbed with DJ before yeah. and whatnot, but yeah, crump to me is such a weird space just because it's 
Um, a, one thing that I do love about it, and I've always said it, I love the, um, there's a clear knowledge path mm. to uh, deter any kind of imposterism or, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, you can't be in Crump, you can't enter a Crump space with a large following and just say, I'm a self-taught Crumper. Mm. Like, you can do with, like, with popping or anything. Where it's just like, nah, like, yo, I'm a self-taught freestyle dancer. Mm-hmm. And you have no technique, you have no nothing, because you didn't learn from anybody, and you were never under right. anyone. You just never, you've never taken classes. You've only learned from watching. You've never been around other people, right? So you have a very raw, like, yeah, you can move, but you're, there's a lot of things that you're not fully understanding about right. this. With Crump, there's like a very, there's like a lineage that's like, almost like, you can get called out in Crump and be like, yo, what's your path to tie-dyes or Miho? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I was I was so-and-so's little homie who learned from this person, who learned from this her, this person, who was under tie-dyes. That's how I got my Crump. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? There's always a path back to one of them. And that's one thing that I wish existed with breaking, with popping, with like just like a clear path to the source. You know, the thing is, too, it's like there's so many different things. And, and you're hearing stuff like when the Up Rocks came in, there's like the Salsa Steps. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, the Indian Step and all these yeah. things and so on and so forth. There is a clear path to the foundations of the steps, the foundations of the moves, the foundations yeah. of things. But <clears throat> you have to understand, too, when, when Crump came out, too, it's still fairly new. Mm-hmm. You knew who started it. Yeah, you knew exactly. You know, you know where the source was. Right, right, right. And then for this one, you're like, you're going back to the '60s, the '70s, yeah. hip hop, and you're like, okay, cool. You know about DJ Cool Herc, but then all of a sudden, hip hop has changed, quote unquote, so much that a lot of the newcomers, are like, who's DJ Cool Herc? You can't even connect. You like, yeah, you know it I mean? gets to a point where like, you can't connect where where Cool Herc's influence is today. Right. No. You can't connect the exact influence of like, yo, this is what came from here. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like, yeah, I feel that way about, and I, I'll be honest, I feel that way about the four foundations in general. Mm-hmm. I think the essence of what the foundations are have been kept, but yeah, there's no like knowledge path to be like, yo, this is how like we kept these commandments alive. And I think there is shit. though. If you look into hip hop purists, that's why there's hip hop education courses. Yeah. They would go back to that. I think the difference between hip hop and Crump right now is that so let's say for me specifically, so I unlearned all the shit that I thought I knew. Yeah. I learned from DJ, who literally knows tie-dye. Yeah, yeah, Right? Founders of Crump. Yeah. And all that other stuff. And He's then, under me. Boom. I can't say for me, Breaking, who I learned from uh, self-talk because of videos. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying that self-talk because of videos, and I had to slow down stuff and get the six steps, or get this, yeah. or whatever the case may be, right? Because it was already um, codified in that sense. Yes. So I got that. Well, I can't trace it, so I, I get what you're saying. I can't trace it to be like, okay, the founder of the ship was this and this and this and this. Oh, that got it from this, that got it from this. And that. But it goes yeah. back over 40, 50 years, right? Exactly. This one, with Crump, I'm like, who I studied under DJ, and DJ knows literally. Went that, from there, yeah. Right? So, so that's, your, is, that's your truck, big homies out there, and this and this and this. He can literally hit up fucking um, tie dyes. Like, hey, what, what are you doing? I can't be like, hey, Wiggles, what's up? Yeah, and it's not even to Wiggles either. It's even before Wiggles. You see what I'm saying? See, yeah, um, even like before Wiggles or after Wiggles. Like, there's such a there's such a large 
And that's what I think it is. It's just like a like large I can't hit gap. DJ Cool Herc. Yeah. Like, I can't, yeah, you can't hit up. And there, there's like so, and there's so many legends. But that's the thing, though. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it because you're looking how deep the foundations are. You know, even though you can't trace it directly, it's in the vein. Um, I think for Trump, because it's still, it's not new. But nah, it's it's like, new. Com- nah, it, yeah. is, it, it is. I still consider Crump new. Yeah. Compared to the fact that, like, the, um, compared to the fact of, like, what is the lifespan of an art form? Mm-hmm. Like, an art form that has only existed, that's existed for less than 30 years, is in its infancy. Mm-hmm. It's still in its infancy because forms of art are, you know, like meant to last like over 50, 100, hundreds of years. I also look into terms of how fast Crump globalized. Yes. How fast Crump globalized. Yes. I will say, so it's globalized. Uh, it's globalized within its community. Like, I think it's, there's still, like, Crump is, it's globalized, but not to the level of, like, where Poppin' and Breakin' is that non-dancers know that it's a big deal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, if you're a breaker, right, mm-hmm. and you're amongst non-dancers, people who just have nothing to do with dance, they know nothing about dance, they they listen to music and whatever, but they're not enamored by that. They're just not in that world, mm-hmm. right? And, like, you tell them you're a breaker, they know exactly what you're talking about, and they're like, yo, that's fucking dope. Yeah. You tell them you're a crumper, they will they will 100% say, oh, y'all still do that? Really? All right. Absolutely. Because I, I haven't been in those. Nah, I've, yeah. I've still, because I, I, so the only reason why I notice is because anytime I've even, anytime I even see like uh, videos of, if it's like a video of tie-dyes doing something or like mm-hmm. whatever, like go viral, people are just like, yo, people like are still, yo, what are you even doing? It's like, yeah, like, y'all don't know about this Crump shit still. Like, there's still a very large population of people who don't know it. The thing about Crump and why it's so, uh, why it's able to have been, like, why it's so global is that it's figured out how it can be self-sustaining Yeah. in its globalness because of the fact that, like, bro, uh, Crump funds Crump. It funds itself mm. so that uh, if you know someone like DJ or who like whoever that has like uh, a high enough skill level, right. people will pay. They see the value in what it is that you do, yeah. and I will pay the substantial amount to learn from you mm-hmm. and to fund to continue this this cycle of funding Crump. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is too is like because it's and because like you're saying it's still fairly new in a sense, but um, it needs that funding. It's yeah because. So the thing is too, like, and then when hip hop came out, you had the music, and the music when the music came out, you know, you're looking at jazz, you're looking at rock, yeah, and all these things, you're looking at all these music where let's just take a break of the beat, where people can just loop it up and have folks go crazy, uh, kung fu flicks, whatever the case may be, and just you know, do their thing, yeah, and do their thing right, and then it came out of a beautiful era of Western culture, and being in New York multiple times to in conferences performances and meeting folks um, that were from that genre, it's so phenomenal because yeah. they have a different viewpoint on how it looks and how it feels and how it tastes, 
all these things where I'm coming in from like, okay, I know the four principal foundations of hip hop. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, what else? I, I touched on all these things, you know. I, and for me, it's more so because the culture alone has so many different aspects to it. I look at Crump, I'm like, okay, when will Crump be a thing where it's like, okay, there's uh, there's records of Crump being played on the radio, or because <clears throat> you see the dance in TV. You see the yeah. dance in like choreography. Um, is there anything? And I, you know, I wish like DJ or somebody else was here to speak because yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert on Crump, so I can't just speak on it. But when you're looking at it from this perspective, comparing these two, it's like Crump's still fairly new, but still, you're like, okay, is it going to be a thing where it's going to have the music out there globally? Which it, it is, but I feel like underground. But it's because it, it's again, it's self-sustained. Right, like the in, Crumpers, that, in that sense, yeah. Yeah, because even like the Crump, uh, the Crump music artists, the like people who make Crump music, it's, you know, they're putting it out through Basecamp and through these yeah, like yeah, indie, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Very like indie, putting it out themselves mm-hmm. and the community supports it and buys it. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps it self-sustained. But that that's my thing. So when hip hop is self-sustained, what is that moment where, there, where here's where I hate it, where capitalism comes in and it's like, we can make some money off this. Well, I think we're seeing that now. Yeah, in, in the music? Well, no, I think we're... <clears throat> I see it in, in, the, in, in, in the dance itself. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you're seeing that now in the dance in how, you know, you're seeing, uh, you know, like Tide Eyes, Concrete, you know, B-Dash, and it's like what mm, they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've read online, I don't, I don't know, I can't speculate what's going on there. People say cult, I don't... Cult? Yeah, people say that they're in a cult. No, it's a real thing. <laughs> Swear to God. They're I, saying, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're saying that that's a thing, that they're like in a cult, and it's like uh, that the, like, Crump has been, like, incorporated. And it's, like, owned by tight eyes and by, like, some, like, white dude. Mm-hmm. And it's part of, like, kind of like capitalism coming in and starting yeah. to, like, do its thing to Crump. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see... You know, I follow the videos, but then all the other shit where they're doing the little TikTok videos or the dance and stuff like that's, that. But that's all capitalism. That's not, that's, that's not Crump. No, that's not. But that right. is cap. But that is a, that is Yeah, I know, I, I, know, I know it was capitalism. Yeah, like, because um, that's very, that's all of that. I view that very similarly to what we saw on the early parts of hip hop where you had uh, Cold Crush doing this stuff over here and you had, you know what I'm saying? Like you had Grandmaster Flash, you had the mm-hmm. Furious Five over here and they were doing all this shit. But what was the first hip hop record put on wax? It was Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, Melly Melly hated that. Yeah. Oh, Melly he hated Melly. that. It was, was the first video? Um, The first video was, was it The Message? Was no. it not The Message? What was no, it? That, that got aired, the first video that got aired on MTV. What was it? Um, White Woman. Oh, um, oh, I can't um, think of the name. uh, Rapture. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, huh. uh, but see what I'm saying? Yo, yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying though. It's like, uh, they, so this is, I think I put all of that like TikTok-y shit of Crump in the same vein of like, oh, this is like, they're giving us the Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight version of Crump. This is like, that's the Rapper's Delight version of Crump where it's like, Yo, this is 
this is what we're going to sell to the world and we're going to package it in a way that is more appealing to the world and that mm -hmm. they can understand it a lot more yeah. but it's not the real it you isn't know, what it isn't what you it isn't what the it's real like rap comparing sugar hill gang um so rappers delight to the message yeah it's not the like it's not the message yeah. it's not what cold crusher's doing it's not it's not any of that and that's where i think it's like well maybe after this very similarly to like after rappers delight then later we got real hip hop on a mainstream. Um, maybe that'll happen with Trump. I don't know, but I think from my perception is definitely off right now where it currently stands. It does feel like the rappers a light version of it. Trump. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll stand. Yeah, no, I'll stand on the ledge and say it. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm saying it. like it's wild too because I still follow. Um, and when I look at videos, I'm still I'm. I'm videos specifically when they come up on the feed whatever the case may be i'm always looking for i will scroll real quick if there's a popular music out yeah and i'm like no 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 no. i, I want to see some essence i want to see that that buck yeah yeah, yeah. i want to see all those things and i'm like no every now and then concrete will put something out but it's you or titus will put something out that's like that's more buck than what they've been doing not to diss any of them because i i'm not a buck expert nowhere near it but then i'm still always looking for that essence back to it because i don't I'm tired of seeing all those videos. Quick little yeah. Video. But I want to, you know, it's like when you go to a session, that's what I want to feel. Oh, that's like the right? realness. Yeah. That's the realness. And um, again, big up to DJ because he brought me to one of my first sessions. Yeah. And um. Oh yeah. So and I've been got, and since then I've you know Spartan was here. Yeah, yeah. I've got to yeah I've got no. I did the uh, there was some workshop done by um, video uh, fitted talk. Still got the fitted talk DJ. Oh. Uh, um and so I took some videos online and and not online took some from from workshops that was recorded and then going to other workshops in Boston and all the other things so I'm like cool but that's where and that's where my maybe it's the purest in me in terms of hip hop crump I'm I want that feel yeah um question because yeah I mentioned like you know like I'm not a I'm not an expert in crump or anything like that mm -hmm. um do you feel like expertise still matters if you're willing to do the work i think people who are like going back to what you were saying in terms of like your videography yeah yeah and a photographer like i can take a fucking iphone yeah and take a really dope picture i'm not a photographer though um, oh, of i don't know the ins and outs of pixels yeah um zooming in all these other things um shadows lights mm -hmm. and all the other stuff that go into effect um expertise should matter no, it should no, but I, because if there wasn't, so here's the thing. It should, but does it? I don't know because you have a whole bunch of motherfuckers teaching. Well, that because that's why because that's where I think for me we live in this space, and because I, I read an article once that was just like that. Um, it was like something along the lines of like the death of the expert, mm. because when you think about where opinions come from and where people have access to opinions, before it used to be that. You could only get an opinion from the expert on the subject matter. Right. Now everybody has an opinion. It's just all opinion. That's why even like I mean, I'm I'm on a fucking pod right now. It's like, yeah, like mm -hmm. even if I'm not the expert on it, I want to tell you my opinion regardless. Right. And I think that's like and and maybe I'm just, I contribute to the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody does. Yeah, like I contribute to the problem, but so does everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Solve everyone else first and then come back to me. And then I'll fix. <laughs> But um, it depends on what you're talking about. So if you're looking at, let's say, for example, education, 
and we're talking about traditional education, right? Schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, expertise does matter, but systemically, it has to change. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not equitable. Yes. Um, now, if you're looking at dance in terms of hip hop, expertise does matter because you need the foundations of where it came from in the first place because it didn't come from a system of affluence, a system of privilege. Yeah. It came from a system of displacement, restrictions, limitations, and so on and so forth. It was created through this beautiful art form and how it came. And these are the foundations where they became codified. You have to know where it came from. Now, when you move forward, you have everybody and their mama calling themselves a rapper. Um, and, they're, and they're nice. They're phenomenal. Right? Are they? Um, I think some of them are super dope. Mm-hmm. But it depends on what you like. Mm-hmm. But it also, too, is opinionated, right? But when you look at it in terms of bars and where it came from, this and this, their expertise at that moment is just the rapper. Yeah. And not the foundations of MCing. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Where it comes from that perspective. But I feel like it's it's that's what's missing. So yeah. my expertise in trauma is based off of trauma informed education. It's based off of the arts. Yep. So I created my own syllabus to create this. But when I go and teach my program, I am not um, above criticism. I am not above challenge. I am not above change because there's differences in terms of layers of trauma and how people are affected by it. In schools, in communities, I can't say, hey, you know what, there's one way to deal with trauma because there isn't. And if someone's dealing with it from a different way, I have to understand that. It's not opinionated. This is coming from a feeling of not of them not knowing certain things and also from this side, hey, my trauma is different. So there's differences in that. Now, when you go back and talk about hip-hop, you're like, yeah, but the sixth step is done this way over here. Yeah. But the sixth step is done this way over here. One of the best things I've heard was from Rockefeller, Quickstep, and I've met them a few times on my travels, which is super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I was like, yo, I learned the six step from the front coming out here. They start from that. Mm, and that thing. Yeah. And she goes, well, when we first did it, it started from us going from the back and going in from the one here. Yeah. Right? But that's how I learned it. Yeah. And she goes, not specifically from that, but hip-hop is traditionally from New York, mm-hmm. right? But wherever you're at, at that very moment, that's hip-hop for you. Mm. And I'm like, that's beautiful as shit. Because she didn't diss me. Yeah. And she was like, my name's Rockefeller for a reason. Because I rock fellas. I'll be out there breaking these dudes. Right? Yeah. Um, but the education was like, okay, I'll give you the foundations. But since you didn't know it, hip-hop, that's where it started for you, was where it started for you. Cool, you got it from the front. You have the six steps. It does, yeah. You have the six steps. As as it's done, yeah. how it should be done, you just started from the front. That's it. Wow. And she's, I mean, they're all phenomenal. And my education came from that kind of thing, too. And, like, going to New York to learn it from that perspective. And then being at the New York, the New York Weekly uh, Poets Cafe. Yeah. And meeting so many amazing folks there and here. Bro. And in um, California, yeah, and then everywhere in between, and you see so many differences, tons of differences. So I always go by, where were you when hip hop started? Yeah. Okay, that's where hip hop started for you. And that's what's important. Dope. That's what's important. 
Now let's go back to the preponderance. You have Jesus. Right? Man. That's a bar, man. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when hip-hop started. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I always take to heart because I didn't know hip-hop like that. I knew hip-hop saved my life. Yeah. I knew that part, right? Um, and then when, then when she spit that bar at me, it was like, yo, that's what you knew about hip-hop. That's where it started for you. That's where it started for you then. Cool. Now let's go back and bring the foundation in. Because she started me fresh. I saw the rush. You know what I mean? You still have the same six step. It's like, and that's that positive affirmation. It's like saying, oh, two plus two is four. You got five. How'd you get five? Cool. Here's what you did right. Oh, that's where it started for you. Yeah. Here's what you did right. Here's where the mistake was. Yeah, this is you where. See what I'm saying? Now let's get back to the foundation. We have to know the process. You have to know the process, learn the process, and be engaged in the process to the point where you enjoy the process. It's going to be frustrating, but if you are so frustrated in the process where you're like, the outcome is just so astronomically stupid to you, you're like, let's just start over. Yeah. Then hip hop, you're just like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's like you have to look at that from that perspective because a lot of different spaces and places will have these things where they're going to be opinionated and so on and so forth. Opinions are going to come left and right. Judgments are going to come left and right. People are going to judge you no matter what. But what are your foundations? Yeah. Where did it start for you? And that's why hip-hop is so important to me because that saved my life, right? And I put hip-hop in everything. Even though it's, it's, it's like I implement it here and there, always going to be a part of my life. Yeah. And Crook Rock, Eric Mercado, who is phenomenal. Every time I post like a, a, a you know, like a, 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 an accomplishment of, of myself, mm-hmm. what's dope about him, about Crook, he'll, he shared one of my posts, another win for hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know how much that means to me, bro? Like, mm-hmm. even though I'm posting about like being a professor or whatever it yeah. may be, look where this hip hop had went. Yeah. That's the dope it's part it's about hip, It's hip hop. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, dang, look at that. That's where hip hop started for me. And that's where it brought me. And that's the beauty of stuff like what Crook is saying, too. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I love that shit. Yeah, I'm leaving it there. I, yo, I can't. Nah. <laughs> Get deep as shit, yeah, bro. like that's the one, man. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Nah, yeah, I ain't even. We ain't even. Don't kill it. Slow down. It's done. Oh my god. Um, no, man, that's like beautiful, and I. It's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I don't even want to like continue. To, I, I can't. I, I don't. I can't top that right there because that's well, like I mean, beautiful. That's, but that's how I, because as yeah. an artist and, and an artist of my. Um, Caliber? Yeah. If that's not cocky, but um, no, nah, but I mean, it's more you, so. Like, I think it's deserved. Edgar with Kelvin and all these other folks. I talk in canvases. Yeah. Because we're painting as we speak. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Bar. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. We talk I, in canvas. Artists. We talk in canvases because we're painting as we speak, and that's the beauty of how we create. Wow. And that's why our language, our culture, is so sacred. It's <sighs> so amazing, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yo, Calvin wasn't lying. When we gonna get into some Yo. deep shit? Yeah, I'm telling you. We talk in canvas. We paint as we speak. Yeah, words are beautiful. Words are beautiful. I am so happy that you came. I I'm mean, so happy to have had you on here, man. <laughs> so good. It's I'm so honor, happy bro. I have this uh, record of like our first. And I, I mean, I knew it'd be something like this. Yeah, I knew it would be. 
Um, in case y'all are wondering, I am 100% abandoning the other three topics. We are like, I'm good. <laughs> Don't even need to. Oh, nah. good. Even go there. I'll, I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Tune back in next week and I'll talk By about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, man. Yo. Wow. I, I think for me, reason why that, it, everything that you just said in the last like 10 minutes mm-hmm. just resonated heavily for me as thinking about how hip-hop influences me in general whether it's influences mm. me like in my day-to-day work influences me in my photography just like influences yeah. me in, in like in like just who i am look at this yeah, yeah. Look at this. yo man it's, it's just right it's all fire. art yo and it's like that's all hip-hop you know and yo yeah it's really beautiful and there's a lot of dope artists out there still doing that yeah doing that phenomenally yeah, you know? absolutely. And not to be like dictators or anything. They're just there to help community out, be with community, you know, and it's it's a phenomenal thing to see because it's still existing. Yeah, it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Um, shit. Yeah. I'm so happy that you came here. This yeah. is like very, very necessary. <laughs> very, very, very necessary. necessary. <laughs> huh? I'm not even trying. Yo, this is just hip hop coming out of me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, hip hop is life because yeah. it's the most imitated, you know? Um, and you see it in everything now, and even in other genres of music, because jazz, rock and roll was black culture. It still is. It all of it is. And it goes back to a lot of these things from like our sacredness, our rituals, our beauty, our traditions. You look at bachata. Yeah. Bachata was forbidden. Bachata was the soul oh, and the we, backbone. We, look at it now. We about to nah. We, look man. at it now. I'm, I'm a. Bachata heads. So yeah, I'm not bachata head, but like. Now nah, you know your you know, shit. I enjoyed bachata music, yeah. and finding out that it was something that was forbidden. It yeah. was the soul, the jazz, the R and B's of these things that was like, now nah, we can't talk about that. Nope, we can't do that. You know, but look how beautiful it is, man. It's like gorgeous and shit. And now it's ballroom. Yeah. Not 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 the the music, the dance itself. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. The dance itself is now ballroom. It's yeah. it's ama- it's amazing. Gorgeous, right? So. Um, shit, yo, thank you for coming. You know it. I think uh, I always, I never take, especially people, like, I've come to really, like, be appreciative of time mm-hmm. because time is the one asset that is, that you can't replenish. Can't get back, no. You can never get it back. No. So I'm always very appreciative and very thankful of anyone who's willing to take any amount of time to come and do this with me and, like, sit with me. And even and even if it wasn't doing this, it's just, yo, Get down and just spend some time and chop it up with me. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it just as much as I hope you appreciate my time. It's kind of like Absolutely. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's that mutual understanding of, like, yo, like, people aren't, like, it's an investment of time. And that's the beauty in hip-hop. That yeah. You have these conversations. Exactly. And doing it. And, you know, time, and like you said, absolutely, time is super precious. You can never get it back. And I think, so time is also phenomenal. One of the things I do love, too, is change, because change is the only thing that's constant in our life. Mm, yeah. Right? And history. History always changing. Yeah. Yes. That's why our stories are so important. Yeah. Told by us, not other people. History always changes mm-hmm. is probably one of the uh, deepest uh, three word like statements that like mm-hmm. a person can can make because it sounds a little oxymoronic. Right. To right. say that it is, it sounds it it's is. extremely oxymoronic. Yeah. But then when you start to think about, well, he, like no, like 
history of people, our history, history of culture is always changing because mm-hmm. it's a it's a never like you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. So in that process of never being able to stop learning, you are, it is actively changing as you learn. And also, who tells it? And who tells it? You know? Yes. And also, who tells it? So, yes. which is why your story is super important. Yes. And you tell your story as much. That's why. That's how I teach all my classes. Yeah. So this is your story. You tell it. Not anybody else. Yeah, the stage is yours. Wherever uh, you a really, really good friend of mine uh, told me it was like after I was like graduating college, uh, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck is it that I'm supposed to be doing in life, and he told me a phrase that I literally still hold on to till this day. He literally said, "Like, look, like your like yo, your life is your story. Mm-hmm. Write one that you would want to read." Write a story you'd want to read. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 all your life is. And I was like, yo. Like, and that to this day, I still operate with the thinking of like, I want to make sure that my life is a story that I would read one day. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want to read this story. Mm-hmm. It's that compelling. Watch, yeah, know? it's that compelling to me. Yeah. And so, and that creates your own pathway. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Definitely appreciate you. Quick toast. Yeah, I'm empty, but it's all good. There's ice. Um, you can ch- yeah, chop on some ice. Um, oh, I say, I say a little toast. <laughs> some, so some ships float. Okay. Some ships sink. Word. But the best ships are friendships, and to those ships we drink. Cheers. Isn't that the daddy's joke? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, cool. Yes. <laughs> See y'all next week. See who I have here with me next week. With that being said, peace, love, all the above. Love, light, healing to all of y'all. Peace out, fam. Peace.